Welcome to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with researcher, author, lecturer, counselor, and coach, Jeff Schott. Jeff has written Influential Parenting, a comprehensive program designed to help parents become important influencers in guiding their kids to success. He also wrote the book, Going, Going, Gone, about kids departing the faith they were raised in. Learn more about the program and the book at revivefamily.com. Today we have a guest, Debbie Leonard, from Seattle. And she's actually here in studio with me in Durango, Colorado, and it's great to have her with me. I know she's a little nervous today, as she doesn't believe she's got a lot to share, but she does. And I'm really looking forward to having her share with you a bit about her family and her journey as a parent, because I think it's going to be helpful to everyone who's listening. And so I want to start with just a simple question, you know. Debbie, when you began your parenting journey with Mark, your husband, you know, what did you think parenting was all about? What did your parenting strategy look like? Well, first of all, I really wanted my parenting strategy to be based on the Bible. And so I read a lot about that, you know, verses in the Bible and um, thought a lot about how I wanted the kids to know that God loved them. Um, I really desired all of that. Um, and so I read lots of books. I mean, I was pretty in depth about like being serious about doing this parenting and mother thing right. Um, I was, it was just really important to me. And so I got all the advice I could, all of the things I could. Um, and I guess I just felt like, I don't know, looking at it now, maybe I wouldn't have said this when I was younger, when my kids were younger, but I guess it really, I had a lot of rules. And so I think that's probably how I would define our parenting. (laughs) (laughs) Was even though you wanted them to love God, basically it became about the rules as a way to get to their behavior, to get them to hopefully be that good kid exactly and there was and i felt very strongly that um consequences were really important and that they they learn from their consequences um i don't know if i should bash things like love and logic but i went to that and and still as i look back and think about it there was still that heart of wanting constant wanting them to have consequences and there was there's a truth in a lot of things I learned there but I don't think I really got the idea that I need to I kind of still think I tried to control the consequences control like what happened control the learning to making sure they got the message got it so and Mark was right in there with you from knowing Mark he he was he was also on that side of the coin that it was about the behavior it was about the surface of your kids oh definitely he was highly concerned about their grades doing the right thing um i mean we we were everything had to be done right and yeah i didn't realize how much all of it was about doing the right thing and making sure that they were right and in that, I can see that we really instilled a lot of fear in them for what they did wrong and what was going to happen every time they were going to do something wrong. So did it seem to work for a season? 
it actually seemed to work really well for a season. And I think one of the problems was that um, we got a lot of positive feedback um, from everybody that knew us about how good our kids were. And, and people were amazed, really, by our kids. They were really good kids. And they were... And, and people were really amazed by the relationship with them. It was really important. Forgiveness was really important. So I, I really instilled, you know, stopping and pausing when they had problems. You know, you know, you need to forgive. Let's talk. And we talked, we did talk out things. So I thought there was a lot of ways I was doing it right because there was conversation. I wasn't just like putting my foot down on everything. You know, we had conversation. I thought that somehow that seemed really right all of that because we were having good interactions I thought along the way and the positive feedback was and I did notice my kids actually did have closer relationships than than some kids and my kids would actually tell me that as they got into school that their sibling their other friends really hated each other's siblings and they would come home and say I'm really surprised by that so honestly I really thought I was doing well and, and even my kids would kind of tell me that for a season because they'd come home and set from their friends and compare and go, we're all doing well. I think really we all thought we were doing well. <laughs> and I think that relational component was, you know, that was important and it's always important. But when it's undermined by some of the other things you mentioned, um, things can then begin to erode in the relationship and crumble. Uh, over time and so it sounds like for a season your kids looked great sounded great everything seemed to be going along pretty well and people were saying wow you know we wish you had we had your kids yes um and then when did things start to go off track when did you start to wonder if this was working um i think it really started with our our middle son in probably early middle school um, when I noticed he was maybe his late elementary school and he was having, he was getting really upset and we didn't really know how to help him come down from that place. And he was having a hard time explaining what it was and we were having a hard time helping him. Um, and I think we did some things that, um, we thought we were doing right. We thought we were giving him space to have a, have be upset even and that space in itself was come to realize damaging um you know for him to calm down um and then as middle school progressed I didn't I was thinking uh-oh something's not right and I just kept praying and praying and asking God and I didn't know I just didn't know what to do I could tell that there was distance I could tell you know there was things that he was starting to hide um, I, and our youngest son too, just, I could tell he didn't, he didn't want to talk to us. And when we had conflict, he would always withdraw. And I just thought, what's going on here? And I didn't know how to get them back. And I, I just kept, I was so clueless. I tried and not now I realized the trying and the way I tried to actually pushed him even farther away. So in the midst of all of that, he's, you know, they're hiding some things. And I see that a lot with kids, um, oftentimes because they fear the rules and fear the consequences. 
Um, so as things got off track, did, did you, did you believe by ramping up the consequences that would finally get them to stop and see the light? Definitely. And how did that work? It did not work at all. At the time, I, I think what happened now looking back is that when we would have a consequence for something they would do, I would say, and then it wouldn't work. And then we'd put another consequence. I think what was happening in my mind and heart was I was believing more and more and more negative about them. And I was, I was, and now I see I was just losing trust and belief in them. And I I just was missing that they were hurting. I was missing that I was even hurting them because I was just like trying to fix them. So, and you're targeting them with behavior modification tactics, which are at the root of a lot of psychology and most, if not a vast majority of the parenting programs out there. Um, and so as oh, you yeah. look, as you look back now, um, and you look, uh, at where things were, what are you thinking? What are you, how do you see the past at this point? Well, I might share a couple of specifics because I think people are really might be blown away to say, you know, the, all of the things that parents deal with today, like limiting internet, targeting, don't do this. Don't, you can't have Wi-Fi, or we're gonna we're gonna not let you have the password, or your friends have the passwords, and we're gonna put all these protections. We're gonna monitor stuff. All of that is part of what I think was really not helpful. So you were pretty strict. Yeah, I was really strict. And I just thought that was the way. You believe that would lead to good kids, well-behaved kids, kids that knew right from wrong. Yeah. You're telling me it didn't work. Um, I know some time ago you came to an influential parenting event, actually quite a number of years ago now. Why did you, why did you start looking for a different answer? I was looking for a different answer because I somehow knew that I didn't have a relationship. I have an oldest daughter and then two sons, middle and youngest. And I thought I was having a really good emotional connection with my daughter, but our sons, I didn't feel like I was. And I just knew I was doing something really, really wrong, but I had no clue really what it was. And everything I had done clearly seemed to be making it worse. So all the stuff you had read love and logic, all of that stuff. And it wasn't leading to positive outcomes. That's right. It wasn't at all. And I knew it. And yet, and I, it wasn't for lack of loving them and wanting best, the best. I just couldn't see it. I just, no matter what, I couldn't see it. And when I went to your parenting thing a long time ago, I basically felt like I was really buying into the things you were teaching and yet when we left and I shared um, my husband and I what kind of things we wanted to do and apologize, we just, we started to apologize just the first thing and be more humble. But I think, I don't know, we just couldn't get it. it. It was just too big a shift in our mental system and the understanding we'd grown up with in church of what parents should be like as a Christian, that it was... I, I didn't disagree with you, but I couldn't somehow figure out what all that actually looked like and how to implement it at all because I still had 
so much inside of me that I thought was right, which I really think I was wrong. We'll be back in a couple of minutes to continue talking with Debbie about the journey that they've had of seeing a different way, not knowing how to get there, and then what that all led to and where they sit today as they become influential parents, as they see to be good shepherds in their kids' lives. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Many parents today fear the impact that society, social media in particular, is having on their kids. Researcher, counselor, and parenting coach Jeff Schott offers a better way to lead your kid and give you more influence than YouTube, Snapshot, or video games. Through research with 3,500 kids, Jeff developed a new way of parenting that's working for thousands of families. The program is called Influential Parenting. Get it today at revivefamily.com radio. Bring your kid's heart to life and peace to your home. Welcome back to Parenting in the 21st Century. I'm Jeff Schott. I'm here with Debbie Leonard, who's a guest in from Seattle. She's here in studio with me in Durango, Colorado, and it's a beautiful day outside. And we're talking about some challenging things, though, for parents, and it's been challenging, I know, for Debbie along the way, um, maybe right. especially in this last week, and we might touch on some of that in that in this segment. But um, Debbie, as you sat in that first influential parenting event, I know... Um, as I'm on the on the stage side of that, presenting that to parents, and I watch parents' reactions, uh, it, I can see the the ahas, and then I can see the wait a minute, that can't be right. I can see all of these facial reactions that are like, whoa. So, as you first heard it, how did it impact you as you started hearing about a different way to approach your family and your kids? Well, I I think what I heard honestly was so refreshing. It was it was like finding what I had known was true and never was able to grasp or get my hands on. And so I really did buy into it. I was shocked that I didn't understand Jesus very well. I was shocked that I didn't understand that the idea of a good shepherd and the parent being someone that gains influence in their life through love and through acceptance and so that the child wants to actually come and that my behavior or looking at their behavior and the fear and of consequences actually pushed them completely away and did the opposite of what I thought I was intending on doing. And so it's the system that was wrong. Not as not the tension of intention of my heart, but the system was so wrong. And it's right there in plain view in the way Jesus operated. And I, I missed it, but I, I think that one thing that I didn't see at the time was that my heart was so broken and that I still couldn't see the system truly, even though mentally I could understand it, I couldn't implement it because my heart was so broken. And I always really didn't know enough about the heart to understand at that point how broken my heart was and impacting the situation still. The heart... You just mentioned a word that I know is near and dear to me. That's why our tagline for Revive Family is a change of heart, because it's what I went through when a counselor looked me in the eyes and said, Jeff, your heart is shut down. And my seminary degree said, oh, come on. You know, there's dichotomism and trichotomism. Neither recognize the existence of the heart. And yet I had been depressed for about 18 months and having a hard time getting out of bed. 
I know uh, along this journey, you've encountered some kids that are struggling with depression um, at, at the heart level. Why is the heart so important in parenting? Well, I think that the heart is where everything comes from. And scripture is actually really clear about it, but I don't think we hear much about it. Scripture teaches us about the heart a lot more than we realize, and we don't see that the issues of our heart, it says in Proverbs, they flow from our heart. And so it teaches us, you know, we're supposed to guard our heart. But I think I've, I've read that scripture a lot of times and thought, oh, guard my heart, protect, you know. that That's not what it really means. It, I think it just means that we are actually supposed to live out of our heart. And there's we don't understand how we're hurting. You know, the thing there's many things I did as a parent, my husband did, that hurt our children's hearts. So we weren't, as parents, being protectors of their hearts. We weren't actually guarding their hearts. We were damaging their hearts over and over and over and over and over. And scripture says that we also live out of our heart. And I realized that I, I couldn't even hear God because of my pain. And so everything, if everything comes out of the heart and we're not even talking about that, but we're always keep talking about behavior, we get really lost. And I was really lost. And that, you know, so was I. Um, my kids can confirm at the beginning of my parenting journey, I was strict. I was rules. I was consequences. And then a series of circumstances got through my way, you know, tossed my life upside down, inside out and backwards. And then I started talking to students and they took my life and turned it inside out. And it's been a great journey, but it's not an easy journey. So I know you know, you got back home after the event, you heard something that ministered to your heart and you wanted to make the change. You found it very difficult to make the change because of things going on in your own life, in your own heart that were blocking your ability to, to really see your kids' hearts clearly, to mm -hmm. see what was going on with them clearly and to, to make that heart level connection. I know you've been seeking to make since they were little. That's right. Um, um, I know that definitely. So, you know, years later, um, all of a sudden you reach out to me. What led to you reaching out to me? Well, what happened was I was talking to my youngest son about his, um, a situation, I guess, where I was trying to, you know, again, deal with something I thought he did wrong. And in that interaction, you know, I wanted him to be sharing honestly with me, kind of come out in the open. And um, so in that moment, my son, who's actually really, I know, just has not really been able to share his feelings with me all his life. And he was what, maybe well, he was 15 16. He was 16 then. And he said to me something that I'll never forget. He said that, Mom, I've tried hundreds of times to tell you things, but every time I talk to you, you make me feel bad. And that, that jolted me like nothing had ever jolted me before because it just, I went away and cried and cried and cried. And I realized that's the sum of my parenting. That was a hard pill to swallow. The sum of my parenting is that when I talk to my son, 
what I communicate just makes him feel bad. I didn't even know. Um, maybe I suspected. I didn't know how I was doing it. Maybe some of that wasn't 100% surprise, but when he finally said it, I finally realized, oh no, I'm in deep trouble. And I don't want to be this mom. I don't want to, that's not what I wanted. And the whole time, that's not what I wanted. And to really come to realize that's what I had done. And that's where my parenting was at. Figuring as well, my my other kids probably had some of those same feelings. So you ended up uh, getting on the phone with me and asking for help and telling me that story. And we started talking um, kind of in a coaching relationship. And you couldn't really get your husband to engage at that point or your whole family to engage at that point. Um, they were, they were pretty checked out on you at that point as well. It wasn't just your one son. Right. And so we start talking and we're, you know, I'm pointing things out. I'm making you wrestle at a heart level, I believe. Um, right. You know, what begins to happen as you start the coaching process for you personally and for the family? Well, for me personally, um, realizing that, you know, on an intellectual level, I always believe change comes from the inside out. Of course, I didn't really seem to manage to do it that way. But in my head, I, I believed it. I don't know why I didn't see I wasn't doing it that way, but I did believe it. And so if change in the family needs to happen, what better place for the change to begin than the heart of the parents? So the heart of it. So when Jeff started talking to me, he said, well, I'm going to start with you. And, and, and yet I was still shocked and went, wait, I'm talking, I have problems with my kids, but I also knew from what my son said, I have the problem. So I had to stop because it was a habit of I have problem. My kids have problems, and admit it started with me. And um, we talked about negative core values, and I tried to list all of the things. He asked me to list positive. You asked me to list positive and negative things, and I could not come up with much positive about myself when I was really honest. And I had a really long list of negative things about myself. Yeah, and I, I'll never forget the light bulbs that went on when you finally put that list together and. You know, it was interesting because you, you kept wanting the family to, to get involved. And, and eventually, you know, on one of my trips to Seattle, I was able to meet with uh, the whole family and meet with each of the kids individually. And uh, it was a great time for me. I had a, such a good time talking with your kids. Uh, we were actually on the University of Washington campus and uh, the Huskies. And what was interesting was, you know, two of your kids said to me, that the reason they were willing to come, the reason they were willing to even talk with me and meet with me is because they had already started to see some changes in you. Yes. That's what caused them to even think about reengaging with you, with the family, with a, with a healing process, with the coaching process. So obviously as you turned and began to work on your heart, it did begin to change some things. You began to um, push less you began to um, relax and let off the controls on the Wi-Fi. Um, okay, all right. Right? You started to back off. There was a lot of things that are even still hard for me to see. I'm still growing. I'm still, this is a really hard shift for me. Um, really a lifetime shift. It makes a hard shift. But what I'm seeing is, what I see that I started to do was just let go of control 
Um, I learned how much fear I have had. Um, and that fear I believe is what a lot of parents today deal with. Our society has taught our parents to fear everything from going and riding their bike down the street to going to somebody's house, to going to watch this movie, to the internet, to just everything is fearful. They might get bad grades. They might not get into the college. Fear, 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 fear. That's all it's been. And it all seems right, natural now to parents. But the fear led to control. And so the opposite, Jeff was telling me to let go. And I, I took me along. Some things I let go of, my husband and I, we let go of. Basically let go of some rules. And but I couldn't even let go of all of them right away. I mean, it literally took me months learning to have a different way of parenting and interacting with them. There's interaction that goes with it. It's not the same as letting them go and not having a relationship. And that's what I was fearing was going to be the way. And so the journey was a difficult one. And we're going to pick up in the next radio program. We'll pick up from this point and move forward talking about her journey, the journey that led ultimately to her whole family willing to engage in basically the pilot of our family camp. And what's been happening? What has shaken her world? And so join us for the next session of Parenting in the 21st Century. I'm Jeff Schott, and Debbie Leonard will be back with us then. That's it for this edition of Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. We'll return soon with another program designed to help you become a wiser, more effective, more influential parent. Jeff's website is revivefamily.com. Parenting in the 21st Century is produced in association with Faith Radio. Jeff Schott is a pastoral counselor and coach. He is not a licensed healthcare professional. What you've heard is not a substitute for seeking professional medical or psychological support.